Well, good morning to you. Uh, those in the building, you just saw me doing my delicate thing with a, with a mask, wearing a, uh, you know, wearing a microphone and trying to take masks off. And those at home, it's seamless, isn't it? Yeah, if you were in any doubt, by the way, at home, we are all wearing masks when we're... So I'm looking at a, a bunch of lovely eyes but I cannot tell whether there is smiling going on or grimacing going on behind, which is perfect for me preaching today, isn't it? It's ideal. Um, whereas at home, also, I can't see you. Anyway, it's so good to have you in the building. And um, obviously, again, also so good to have lots of people joining us from, uh, from online as well. Um, so there we go. Gosh, how on earth do you feel? How on earth do you feel? How on earth do I feel? I mean... It's just incredible, isn't it? Um, the word over, uh, unprecedented gets used um, probably uh, a little bit too much, really, doesn't it, in a, in a way? But um, gosh, I, I don't know how you're feeling at the beginning of a, a new autumn. I mean, many of us don't have children at school, and many of us, um, obviously, that's not the thing that particularly is our focus. For, for lots, it is. And bless you if you are one of those trying to navigate the, the world of education uh, at the moment, um, bless you also, you know, whatever world you're, ed- you're trying to navigate. Um, but it just feels so odd, doesn't it? Well, it does for me anyway, at the beginning of a, 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 new, a new term, a new season, and try and get my head around it. And, and, and really, probably for me, this over, overall sort of sense that with the tensions that are going on, you know, masks in, in church when you're watching, but if you're up on the platform and you're more than three meters away, you don't have to wear a mask. That's how the rules work. And then we've got people desperate to get out to work and get back to normality. Others who, who are having to shield, needing to shield. And, and God bless you if, if that's one of you still today. My overwhelming feeling with all of this life of tension is the need for humility. You, you might be sitting there thinking, yeah, Andrew, we could have told you that as well for you personally. But don't we need to recognize that, you know, we're not, we're not just as perhaps as sorted as we thought we were as people. Now, I don't want to be down on being a human being. I don't want to be down on the beauty and the amazing way that God has created us and, and the, the abilities that he's given to us and the gifts that he's given to us and the, the way that we're called in the creation story at the, the beginning of our Bibles. We're called into this partnership. We're, we're not puppets on a string, are we? God says, I want to partner with you. I want you to be stewards of the world, stewards of creation. And he, he gives us the abilities to do that. But boy, have I been reminded that it is partnership with God. That, that I'm not in charge completely of my own, my own destiny and my own life. There's a fragility that is in creation. It's in the whole of the Bible story. It's a fragility, a, a becomingness, a creativity if you want that is inherent in what it means to be human. And so the calling is to partner with God, not to think that as a human being, I can just sort myself, I can do things my own way. COVID-19 has demonstrated graphically, horrifically around the world and in some individual lives in our church family that we need God. I mean, of course, I'm not naive. I realize that some people, this has turned them away from God. 
I mean, it's, it switched lots of people off church. I don't just mean Trinity, but church in general. Community has been hard, and, and please hear no condemnation. Please know that you're, you're normal if you're struggling with how to make community work. As the lead pastor, I am as well. But actually, of course, some people have even been turned away from God. How could a loving God let this happen? Well, I, I really don't know the answer precisely to that question and the other ones that are attached, but I can tell you that I know my need for God even more. Imagine trying to do this, maybe you are, without God. You know, I want to do this with God. I, I, I took us to Psalm 84 because it's, you won't, you'll have heard me maybe speak about it again. It's, it's my favorite psalm. It, it, it speaks, I think, into, into something that we really want to engage with at the beginning of a new season as we're maybe thinking about resetting, as we're maybe thinking about realignment, as we're maybe thinking about, I want to be closer to God, not further away from God. Yep, I've discovered that the patterns I had, the things I relied on, just weren't up to the job, haven't been up to it. And I know that God wants me to have health and he wants me to have life and he wants me to flourish. That's his creative purpose, even now. And so here I am, God, at the beginning of a new season saying, please, I need your help. I need this new partnership with you. And so I, I turn to Psalm 84. Many of us will know it. Um, David, who's writing out of all kinds of situations and, and circumstances. Maybe you don't know the story of David, but let me assure you he's faced many of the kind of challenges of emotion and physically that we have experienced or in, in, you know, in, in similar kinds of ways. And he writes out of that and he speaks about blessing. And there's, there's three promises of blessing in this psalm. And I think they're promises of blessing for us as we try and reset, as we try and look to the future. We try and say, God, I want to flourish. I don't want to just hold on by my fingertips in this post-COVID normality. The first is there, isn't it? Is the, the longing that David has for God. There is blessing when we know our need and our longing for God. How lovely is your dwelling place, O Lord Almighty. My soul yearns, even faints, for the courts of the Lord. My heart and my flesh cry out for the living God. Now, now, David describes a physical building. Maybe he's, for those of us who know our Bibles, maybe he's thinking of the, the tabernacle which was moved around and the presence of God was understood to be in, the, in this tabernacle. Or maybe he's thinking about the physical temple in Jerusalem, the bricks and the mortar. He's using that, that picture. But he's not saying connect with a building. He's not saying connect with being religious. He's not saying connect. You know, it's not about church. It's about the living presence of God. That's his longing, is for the living God. Why? 
because God can be trusted. He says, even the sparrow has found a home and the swallow a nest for herself, where she may have her young, a place near your altar, near the the presence of God. O Lord Almighty, my King and my God, blessed are those who dwell in your house. They are ever praising you. The sparrow, symbolic of smallness, of insignificance. The the swallow, uh, symbolic of restlessness. Do you feel small? Do you feel insignificant in the face of everything that's been going on? Do Do you feel restless? Well, this psalm says that we can trust in our God. And maybe that's just the first thing you need to hear as you... Look to reset for this season. There are two mys. Did you notice that? Um, uh, O Lord Almighty, my King and my God. And Spurgeon, Charles Spurgeon, who was a a writer uh, about the Bible, said it's kind of like grabbing God with both hands. My King, grab. My God, grab. I just is that the first thing for you and I as we as we reset, as we say to God, you know, we're we're tired with surviving. We wanna find a way to thrive in this next season ahead. Do you need to grab with both hands? Is that a question for you? Do you have that genuine longing for God? You know, the world has offered so many alternatives, hasn't it, as ways to happiness. The world has offered so many things about about security and foundation, and then they've just been blown away by one virus, by one pandemic. Again, hear me, not knocking creativity, not knocking the wonder of the human spirit. And thank you again if you're involved in education or in health or in in the food delivery chain or any sphere of life where you have been adapting and making things work. Thank you if you're in finance and have kept our world running. I spoke to someone yesterday who said as soon as they heard about the pandemic, they took cash out of their bank because they thought the whole system was going to collapse. Praise God that it hasn't. But none of those things are a steady foundation, are they? We've discovered that. No grace. I mean, sorry, no condemnation, but all grace here. Wow, that was a mistake. God is not looking at you and me and tutting. God is saying, grab me with both hands. Come back, if if that's what the language needs to be. Draw close, if that's what the language needs to be. Dare to trust me again, if that's what the language needs needs to be. And I will prove solid ground for you going forward. The second blessing you probably notice is there in verse 5. David says, Blessed are those whose strength is in you who set their hearts on pilgrimage. David is saying it's a journey, a lifelong journey of pilgrimage. It's not one hit, is it? As Trinity, our mission, our purpose is to, to make disciples of Jesus Christ. People who follow, lifelong following share in in being with Jesus together as we are now this morning at home or in this building, um, seeking to be formed, to become more like Jesus. 
And then joining in with Jesus' ministry, being hands and feet, love in action. That's our calling to be disciples. And formation as disciples is a lifelong journey. Some of us have discovered that going to church once a week doesn't do it. Some of us have discovered that trying to hold on to the lessons of Sunday school in the past doesn't do it. Some of us have discovered that actually it is a lifelong journey of pilgrimage and it's not an easy journey. David talks, doesn't he, about the the valley of Baca in verse 6 as they pass through the valley of Baca, that symbolic of dryness and challenge. And of course, that's what happens, isn't it? We, We set off on our path and then challenges happen. We have an illusion that going to church on a Sunday is somehow going to feed our souls enough. And, it, and there's a, actually, in a sense, a collusion. Because maybe leaders of churches say, yeah, come on a Sunday for an hour and then everything will be okay. And it's a kind of collusion, a falsehood. There are distractions, there are temptations in the world around us. And then there is life events. There is bereavement, there's cancer, there's sickness, there's a pandemic. There's the dark night of the soul. And God does not touch and judge, but God says, yes, I know that that is what human life is like. I know this is the fragility of creation. And I'm here for you and with you on the journey, if you will recognize that it is a lifelong journey of learning. Verse 10, David says, better is one day in your courts. Here's the longing than a thousand elsewhere. This is the longing. This is the commitment. This is the decision. This is the reset moment. Nothing else will do. Only you, God. I'm grabbing you with both hands. Grab me. And then listen to this. David says, I'd rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than dwell in the tents of the wicked. He's making a sharp contrast between the holy presence of God and temptations and distractions. And doorkeepers, of course, are the first in and the last out. So the third blessing, the first is, is this blessing of, of the longing of God. It comes through longing for God. The second comes through, through recognizing life as a journey of learning. And it's normal to feel the things that we feel at the moment and have felt through this pandemic. And the third one comes from priority and plan. There is intentionality in saying, God, how can we partner together on this pilgrimage? Maybe some of us remember Paul's words to the church at a place called Philippi in the New Testament. He says, what is more, I consider everything a loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord, for whose sake I have lost all things. I consider them garbage that I may gain Christ. relationship with God. 
And so, friends, today my, my purpose is to, I hope, excite. My purpose is, I hope, to encourage. My purpose also, though, is to, is to challenge. We're, we're launching this autumn a series where we're going to be thinking about our rule of life. Now, that term might put you off, but it's an old term. It's been used for many years. The word rule means regular framework, not regulations, not, not laws, the origins of the word, the term rule of life, connect with uh, uh, the picture in Greek of a wooden trellis supporting a vine in a vineyard. And we all have a rule of life, if you think about it. We all have habits that we follow and practices that we follow that we believe are what sustain us and keep us healthy. For those of us as Christians, connecting to receive God's love and to share God's love. And, and this autumn, unashamedly, We are wanting to talk about the nature of our spiritual rule of life. Is it keeping us close to God? Have we learned through this pandemic that it it needs looking at again? We need to ask the Holy Spirit, God with us, to come and give us new practices and rhythms that will help us to receive and share God's love. So in our Sunday teaching, we're going to be talking about this. In our life groups, we're going to be following up through our ministries. We're going to be following it up. We're going to be saying, what is the healthy framework that you need for your relationship with God if you have this longing and this desire to have God as your priority A writer who I like, Peter Scazzaro, I've mentioned him a few times before, written a series of books on emotional spiritual health, says that a Christian rule of life is simply your intentional, conscious plan to keep God at the center of everything. Peter Scazzaro, John Mark Comer, some of us know, practicing the way many others are revisiting this language and and saying this is a tool, a rule of life is a tool. In the same way that a pair of glasses, if you have the right prescription, the right glasses are a tool to be able to see clearly. You don't look at the glasses, you look through the glasses. Then a Christian rule of life, a, a chosen pattern is a tool to see more clearly God and what he has for you. A guy called St. Benedict in the 6th century is well known for his rule of life. And it was about balance, and you saw it on the introduction to this talk, a balance of prayer and scripture, of learning, of rest, of relationships work and service. We're going to be talking about these things over these coming weeks and just saying, what does your rule look like under those headings? There are some core practices that we see in the Bible in the life of Jesus that every one of us will want to have in our our rule of life. Scripture, reading, studying, soaking in the word of God, silence and solitude, prayer, fasting, simplicity, and community. But the lovely thing to know is that one size does not fit all. And so one way that one of us will express those things will be very different from another person. And we're going to be talking about this over these weeks to come. Do you know what? For me, one of the most important things I do on a Friday afternoon is cut the grass. 
Because that's when I think and that's when I pray. I love cutting the grass. It's a really important spiritual practice for me. I love the fact that Roger Widdicombe, who leads the church of St. Paul's just down the road from here, makes pizza for his family every Friday night, homemade pizza. That's a family gathering rhythm. That's a, a, a part of habit that feeds. You may want to walk the dog. You may want to, all kinds of things that would express your rhythms as part of your intentional conscious plan to keep God at the center of everything. I make no apology that we are going to be talking about this and teaching into this relentlessly. Because as commentators have said, have we not learned through COVID-19 that our spiritual formation, our walk with God, our pilgrimage has to be rooted in our personal daily habits and practices. Not, as I've said, in going to church or what someone else might do for us. Because the blessing is there finally to finish and land. If I've provoked you to say, yes, Andrew, I want to grab this with two hands. Let's, let's go on a journey together. Let's explore this rule of life. Let's think, what, is, what are the intentional habits that I need to have personally with those I love, with friends and others to receive and to share God's love? This is crucial to our mission calling as a church to plant new churches Better is one day in your courts, verse 10, says David, than a thousand elsewhere. There's the longing, there's the priority. I'd rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than dwell in the tents of the wicked. First in, last out, plan. For the Lord God, here's the final blessing and promise for every one of us. For the Lord God is a, a sun and a shield. The, the sun is the flow of energy and the love and the joy that we receive from God. The shield is the, is the protection from fear and doubt. The Lord bestows favor and honor. Favor, the grace of God, the, the gift, the undeserved gift of God. And honour, the, the restoration to who we're called to be, as we sung earlier, as in what Jesus has done on the cross, we're lifted up. Resurrection power, put right with God. No good thing does he withhold from those whose walk is blameless. And what that means is this priority, this longing, grace, love, not condemnation here. O Lord Almighty, blessed is the man and woman who trusts in you. I'm not going to pretend that many of us will have to make some hard choices. Of course we will. I'm not going to pretend with you or be, you know, hide from you the truth that God, if he's saying reset, will be saying stuff that you've trusted in, Andrew, trust, stuff that you've trusted in the past was not good. It was an illusion. And maybe yeah, you've colluded in that. Strong word, I know, but I think it's the right one. Let's get real. Let's face up. But the purpose is like any loving parent. 
for the good of the child, for the good of the one. And also, of course, for the good of the world around us. Friends, here's a moment. Uncharted territory. But as I said a few weeks ago, we can be non-anxious travellers together. Because our God is secure. And he promises blessing. Whether we're the sparrow feeling a bit insignificant and small in the face of everything, or the sparrow uh, or the swallow feeling, you know, listless and wandering. Come home, come home into the presence of God. Ask him to help you make a plan. Something you will keep to. Rhythms of life that will keep him at the centre of everything. If you're able to, would you like to stand? David and Holly will be closing us off in just a moment or two as we, as we come into land um, today. But just, just in this moment, I'm going to pray for all of us online and in this room. And invite God the Holy Spirit just to come and touch you. It's, it's, we keep saying it's not magic, but you might want to just hold out your hands because it's kind of an outward action of what you want to happen inside. That's all that's going on. You could put your hand on your heart or just hold a hand out. It's just a, a physical thing, just like we've stood now, to say, God, whatever you want for me, not, not what Andrew wants, but God, what you want for me, I want to receive like a, as a gift because that's the only way you can receive from God. So at home, in this room, Holy Spirit, God with us now, would you come? Whether this is a, a, a reset moment or a starting for the first time moment, Whether, God, we're just having to be real about you about our, with our disappointments and our sadnesses and our fears. Or whether this is building on many things that we already know. God, come, please. Holy Spirit, come now in this room. Come to everyone watching. Give us this longing, God. May our soul yearn for you, God. May we experience your blessing. May we go from strength to strength. Not getting more tired as we journey, but going from strength to strength as we journey with you.